Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast European Stories from a Union of Volunteers. The guest from this week's episode is currently volunteering in Genova, Italy. He comes from Oxford and started his 11-month project at an education center four months ago. By the end of the essay project, he hopes to stay in Italy for some time and then eventually initiate a master's degree in the field of history or maybe in something else entirely, depending on how this life-changing experience goes. Harry Trinder, thank you for joining us. Oh, no, my pleasure. So you've just started volunteering four months ago, not so long ago. How did you, first question, how did you come across this uh, opportunity and the possibility to be part of the SC project? Uh, yeah, so I uh, recently graduated uh, in the summer just past and uh, I always wanted to kind of do a volunteering project afterwards uh, and I was like particularly interested in education. Uh, so I just used a platform on ESC to to look at what opportunities they were. I had in mind to come to Italy because I wanted to, I mean, I, I love the lifestyle here and I, I, I've lo- I love it. I, I've loved it since, uh, since I started to come like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I knew I wanted to come here and yeah, I found this project in Genova. I looked at a few other projects uh, across Italy uh, and luckily enough, I, I found this one. Yeah. And... Okay, you finished your your bachelor degree, mm-hmm. but uh, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. And where was that situation, uh, or did it influence uh, your decision in volunteering now? Uh, no, not really. I, I mean, I always, I always thought, I, I always knew I wanted to to come after graduating. So I, I suppose mm-hmm. the pandemic didn't really influence my decision at all. Like I knew I wanted to to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, the pandemic maybe made it a bit more difficult with, with on arrival and uh, and arranging travel and things. But no, I mean the the pandemic hasn't really uh, changed my changed my uh, didn't really influence my decision much. Um, I see. I always knew, and, and after studying for four years, I kind of I, w- I was excited to you know try to do something in the real world. You know, because after four years of studying, it can become quite. I don't know, tedious and uh, slightly alienating when you're just writing essays, you know, and not actually working in the real world at all. Yeah, I see. I agree completely. So basically, you just wanted to take a little a break off studies. Yes, yes. And you decided uh, this project because it was education related, right? Yeah, yes. Did it ever come to your mind to do something that wasn't related to education? I mean, a little bit. I, I applied for as many things as I could to to just have the opportunities. But a lot of the uh, a lot of a lot of the projects were to do with education, uh, and education, mm-hmm. yeah, has been something I've always uh, thought I might I might be uh, I might do in in the future. Uh, so I wanted to kind of get experience in that. I applied also for some work with uh, migrants and refugees, uh, but predominantly, yes, uh, I I wanted to do do something in education. Okay, and once you were accepted, then it was time to come back to Italy or to go to Italy. Uh, Yeah, exactly. When we arrived, what was the first thought that came to your mind? Uh, I mean, I loved it. The the first time, well, when I, yeah, the first time I arrived in Genova, uh, I loved the the narrow streets here and the... Actually, before I knew I was going to live uh, in the area I do in Via Pre, uh, I, I would walk, walk around and I just was fascinated by the amount of different people uh, and the different things going on, like strangers standing in doorways and just 
the craziness going on. And I, and I thought like, I, I would love to live in this area. Um, and it turns out I actually am, you know, living on the street that, that I would walk through. Uh, so I, I suppose I was kind of amazed by the diversity and the craziness, uh, of, of this area of uh, Geneva that I, I love it. I love it very much. Yeah. Okay. I see. But, um, how did you, or when were you wandering in the, in the, in the streets first and the, the wanting to live there? How, where were you living before then? Did you change? Yeah. When I first arrived, I, I tested positive for, for COVID. Um, mm -hmm. and I was, uh, in quarantine, in quarantine for like two, three weeks in the end. Uh, but after the three weeks, I, I was waiting for my, for the return of my, my, uh, COVID test. Okay. But after three weeks in Italy, you're, you're able to leave, uh, isolation without, uh, negative or uh, yeah without a negative test so i had a i had a couple of days where i couldn't start work i couldn't move okay. into my accommodation with the other volunteers just in case the result was positive so i had mm -hmm. two days of uh, exploring Geneva without you know no, knowing anyone here i was uh, having to kind of isolate but i was able to walk around the streets uh, and in that time i I was wandering around uh, and I saw this area and I loved it. Um, so I suppose my experience when I first arrived was quite strange because I had to, I came to Italy wanting to volunteer, wanting to do things, but I arrived and I was positive for, for the COVID, for COVID. Yeah. And I had to isolate for, for three weeks. So I could only like look out of my window and, you know, dream about what Italy is going to be like rather than actually experience it. Well, but now you're... Um, now you're working and that uh, first initial uh, boring part is over or the quarantining mm -hmm. part mm -hmm. at least. Yes, yes. And you ended up in the place that you wanted to live. So yes, yes. <laughs> That's a major positive sign. Mm -hmm. And so you already mentioned that the accommodation that you're staying is in the, in the, in the area that you like. Mm -hmm. How is it like? Is it, uh, how's the house and who are you living with? Uh, so the house is, the house is lovely very spacious. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I'm living, I live with, uh, five other volunteers, um, a couple from, uh, one from, uh, the Basque country, one from Catalonia, um, mm -hmm. a Portuguese lady uh, and a Slovakian and also uh, a Swiss guy. So, uh, a variety of uh, different nationalities, um, The house is lovely. Um, I really enjoy living here. It's nice, it's especially during COVID. I think like, uh, the experience we've had to be, to be with other people, uh, to be able to socialize with each other, have dinners with each other. A lot of us stayed here for Christmas. So we had that experience of, you know, a slight sense of normal or not well, normality, I suppose, but like, you know, before, before, before COVID happened, that sort of life mm -hmm. we had. Uh, so in that, in that sense, it's been really nice. Um, And also we're, we, we all do similar work. Like some of us work with children, the other work with uh, migrants or refugees. So the environment is nice. We seem to be very like-minded people. You know, the volunteers you meet usually are very like-minded. Yeah. You know, there's no kind of uh, too crazy disagreements. Uh, That's and good. No, I, I really like it. Uh, I mean, I, it's the first time I actually shared a room with someone because even at university, I have my, my private space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still it's worked out so well. We're, we're very lucky with our, with our accommodation and the space. Uh. And if you, if you, if you get along with your roommate, then it's also, and if you respect each other, then it's okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, and it, and it's nice. It's, uh, it's been really enjoyable so far and 
yeah, I love the I love the people here. You've created a small family during COVID. Yes, exactly, exactly, and uh, yes, it's 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 so nice. Okay, and you you already started talking a little bit about um, the work that you and the other volunteers do. Uh, would you like to develop a little bit more on what you're doing and uh, with the kids that you're working with? Uh, what type of education do you do? Mm-hmm. So we, I predominantly work with yeah children from I, I suppose six to. 15 maybe as the oldest 16 um and our role is to to help the children in their schoolwork um so a lot of these children are second generation migrants so maybe they're they've been here for only a few years themselves so they're learning italian and uh beginning to go to school you know in a different country which can be challenging um so we pick them up from school we do uh schoolwork with them um but also we you know do activities with them afterwards and uh i mean we kind of we've been told to act kind of as a role model i suppose for well not a role model like an older brother or older sister and uh because maybe for these uh for second generation migrants maybe the they don't have too much family time or they don't have uh their parents maybe don't have the opportunity to help them with the mm-hmm. italian work or the school work so i suppose this is where we come in to try and help them and aid them with their education but also there's a lot of time for play which i really enjoy like i think it's so important to 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 have this environment of play and enjoyment and like even if children don't speak you know the same language they, they all have the ability to play together you know they yeah. have a common ground of wanting to have fun and uh so in that sense it's uh it's really nice we also have some have lunch with them a few times a week so it really is like a really nice environment a very close environment you're spending a lot of time with the children and it's been for me so enjoyable so far like very rewarding and uh uh you really build a relationship with the children right yeah you do and i guess or what i would like to point out from what you just said the playing part i think it's very important because mm-hmm. you you really don't need the language to play together mm-hmm. uh i mean if you put a ball in front of the kids then they will just uh, play football or well whatever yeah, exactly. they want and the other thing was that the you are kind of a little bit of a holder brother and mm-hmm. i actually or and from my point of view i would assume that some of these migrants maybe they don't have uh, all the family living in italy mm-hmm. so even if they do have a brother in their uh, home countries or um yeah there are uh, countries of origin they don't have so much contact with them so i guess you being there is uh, very good to yeah help them uh, have like a more of a brother figure more present and So the thing you and the thing you like the most about this work is the playing part with the kids like what do you play with them Uh I mean a range of things a lot a lot of football mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of uh, ball games like uh tick you know tick yes like where you run in preso where you where you tap the kid uh-huh, and yes. they run away uh, um I mean a range of things like I, I suppose a lot of just like running around and screaming you know because the kids maybe have been at school for you know a few hours and especially during covid I, i think they they don't have much opportunity to move around the school you know and and, and interact with the children mm-hmm. so maybe they turn up to to the center 
and they're you know full of energy uh yeah so just like running screaming uh dancing whatever but yeah i really enjoy i really enjoy the the element of play like uh i think it's so important to, to do uh and to enjoy it especially like these days where it's not as easy it's not as easy to do sports or to do uh, activities outside schools because a lot of the centers are sh- maybe closed or socializing isn't as uh, as easy to do so in that sense of play and enjoyment is uh, so important yes yeah and besides all this uh, great stuff have you ever encountered any problems and that you had to overcome or yeah with the kids or in your project in general so far Yes, well, I, I suppose the, the main the main problem uh, is is a language barrier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because through language, not even just not not only uh, not only just with the the children, but also like your experience in the city itself, like as a uh, living here, uh, language is a means, right? You communicate with people, your environment around you, and with the children, especially. So in this situation, the the barrier or the disconnect between you and the the person you're trying to communicate with can be quite difficult, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the experience you have with the outside world is uh, more difficult if you're unable to understand the language well or communicate yourself well. There, I suppose at times I, I felt this kind of uh, disconnect with the city, not not in a in too, in too much of a negative way, but it's like, very, you know, it's difficult to live in the city if you're, if you're unable to communicate well. So I suppose this is the the continuous uh, challenge mm-hmm. uh, but it's an enjoyable challenge because learning a language is so practical right so yeah and like studying like history or or, or a subject with studying a language you you feel the practical uh, results like instantly Amazing. you know uh yeah immediately uh, and you know and it's, it's difficult like but Uh, I suppose that is the main challenge yeah, that I that I found here. And uh, how are you, or what are you doing to learn Italian specifically? Uh, uh, so we we have uh, unfortunately we haven't enrolled at an international school yet. Mm-hmm. I think that is a plan, but it's uh, they're either full or uh, with COVID. I think it's difficult to to enroll yeah. um, at the moment because there's like. 13 of us volunteers mm-hmm. in, in other houses and so maybe we'll start an international school maybe next month or in the next few months but we have like uh, a teacher that we meet with for maybe once a week sometimes twice a week just to to speak with mm-hmm. uh, and communicate with and you know ask problems if we have any problems and then yeah i suppose that like yeah, you you have to spend a lot of your own time trying to study but also at at work you know we we only none of the children speak english uh, so you're speaking italian m- most of the time uh, so it's the best way right to force you to speak um mm-hmm. but i don't know if it if it would be different with, without covid if uh, i assume we would have attended a school to to learn more uh, like grammar and uh, things like that but so far it's just purely through conversation that we that we're learning yeah i guess it depends a little bit on the association you're with yes yeah and do you have do you happen to have any italian word that you especially like uh, Yes, yeah, so recently I saw this word, uh, sprezzatura. Uh, okay, I don't know what it is. And it means to to do something uh, artistic or amazing, but 
kind of to do it effortlessly. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I like the word. I like the sound, sprezzatura, but also the meaning. I suppose I liked the word first, but then I was like, okay, what does this mean? And then I, I found the meaning second. But yeah. Yes, I like the word. <laughs> and what, and in what situations do you use it? I mean, I haven't actually used it. I don't think I, I have used it yet. Uh, I mean, it seems to be a silly word. Um, maybe I don't really like the meaning as much, but I don't know. It was something that, um, among many words that like uh, are so beautiful to look at and have uh, a deep, a deep meaning. Oh, it's interesting because I didn't know this word. So yeah, nice. We're always learning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, on this new uh, segment, imagine that you are at uh, dr- dinner with friends. And you're sharing your experiences about your volunteering uh, until that point. And one thing that usually people like to share is a crazy story. So <laughs> do you have or would you be able to share one crazy story from your volunteering so far? Well, I, I had, I guess the crazy experience I had, we, me and a few friends, we went, well, a couple of friends, we went to, uh, like a, a party, I suppose, uh, in a, uh, in an occupied house. Uh, and the experience was crazy just in terms of the people, people we saw, very, very different, uh, characters, uh, very different music, uh, And it was certainly a, a crazy experience, like I, I feel an experience that I've never, never had before, uh, just in terms of, uh, yeah, the, the amount of different people that were, that were there and mm-hmm. the, the fun we were having. Yeah. So I suppose this. But was it associated to any specific event? Uh, no, it's just like a secret party, I guess, uh, uh-huh, where you okay. get, you get the, uh, location whenever, And you have to make your way there <laughs> on a, a funiculare and then uh-huh. walk to the, the party. And okay. then you, you, don't, you don't know what the experience is going to be like until you walk through the door and you see. It's a little bit like a treasure hunt. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, all right. That's nice. And okay, so now we're almost reaching out the end. And uh, for this part, I have some checkout questions prepared. Uh, the first one. So far, how would you describe uh, volunteering? Yeah, your project specifically in just one word. Uh, in one word? Yeah. I suppose, uh, I mean, it's been rewarding, but I, I mean, I don't think it's a, a very good word with what, just one word. Uh, but yeah, or maybe better evolving, like it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's rewarding, but uh, it's always evolving to, to new things and always learning new things. Uh, so I suppose in that way it's a more fitting word, yes. Okay, and as you are currently volunteering still, what is one thing that you expect to have in the next months of your project or one thing that you expect to do or to achieve? Um, I mean, I hope now that it's starting to, to be warmer here uh, and with, you know, coming into spring, Uh, that we have more ability to, you know, do activities outside uh, together. Um, yes, I, I suppose. I suppose more more adventures, uh, more more activities in the uh, in nature and things like that. And if we're optimistic about what is happening with COVID, maybe the restrictions will be eased, so we'll be able to do some some adventures outside of Geneva. Uh, so I hope. I hope. I hope so. In the next month or so, that we can. 
we can do that and experience because uh, we, we've predominantly been in the same center or like two or three centers for most of the most of the time so far mm-hmm. and I think it's always so nice to experience a, a different place with uh, the people you you know you spend a lot of the time with in the same place you know yeah. uh, the change of environment can be so nice for everyone yeah. so hopefully and refreshing as well yes yes and what does solidarity mean to you I, I like this question uh, so much, actually. <laughs> yes. Because, uh, I don't know, for me, solidarity has always been something I've been, like, extremely, extremely interested in. Uh, like, at my time at university, uh, even before uh, and now, I, I spent a lot of time reading, uh, like, utopian literature or mm-hmm. a lot of uh, communist literature. Uh, so I suppose, in this sense, solidarity is, like, at the core of it you know it's a, it's a continuous theme in it um and i suppose for me solidarity is uh an, an action mm-hmm. uh, not something like that is static but uh, a continuously developing an action that's always evolving to uh, your own personal experience and the experience of other people around you um and you can through this solidarity you create, you create community with with those around you so i suppose in this way uh, yes uh, the the idea of solidarity as an action uh, and being able to take into consideration other people's experience that may be different to yours like for example i suppose my experience in geneva you 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 you, you spend a lot of time uh, with with the children or, or people the people here we we all we all spend we all share the same space, yeah. right? But we may have different, have had different experiences. We're having different experiences and opportunities here. Um, but the fact that we share the same space gives us the opportunity to to, to act in a way that creates a feeling of community, a uh, feeling of solidarity, uh, compassion. And with the children, I suppose that is the important thing to, if they maybe have had difficulties before or Mm -hmm. have difficulties now to create an environment that is safe and secure for them. And so in that sense, solidarity can, can be amazing for just personal relations, like on a small scale between, you know, me and you, between me me and a child, you you know, whoever you come into contact with continuously, but it also has a power to, if we all think like this, if we all share that feeling of action and solidarity, uh, it can be something greater than just, you know, personally, well, maybe not greater, but it can go beyond just the experience of me and one other, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It can really create a positive uh, a positive result on a larger scale. Definitely. And the last question, what song would you select now to represent your volunteering so far? Uh, there's a song actually that is played often in my house. Uh, mm-hmm. Ma ma il cielo è sempre più blue. blue. Uh, yes. I'm sure I'm sure you know, and I, I think uh, also for learning Italian is Italian is good, but it's also a great song. Like the person I the share the room with, uh, I think he maybe know knows all the words, <laughs> and uh, every now and then he bouts out the song, and it's uh, it's an enjoyable experience. Like. If we have people over and the song comes on, uh, some people know, you know, some of the words. And start dancing. Everyone knows the main line, right? Uh, yeah. And it's nice because, uh, yeah, it, it's a beautiful song. 
Yeah, even though the sky is not always blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at the moment, this week in Geneva, it's uh, it is becoming it's very blue, so it's fitting right now. Okay, so it's fitting now. Okay, thank you so much, and I wish you uh, the best of luck with the rest of your project. Thank you, and uh, for you to enjoy other. Um, Song Italian songs, hopefully, because <laughs> there are so many. Yeah. And thank you to listeners for joining in for this episode. Don't forget to listen to the song on our playlist. You can check it, the link on the show notes. Uh, and next week we have a new episode with our other host, Paula. So stay tuned and uh, ciao.